For sure and for certain, there's power in prayer. When your prayers come into agreement with the thoughts and the will of God, you have power on earth. I challenge you to make a commitment to prayer and see what the Lord will do. I pray that your foundation has been secured as you walk knowing for sure and for certain who God is. This is Carol McLeod. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Welcome to Defiant Joy Radio. Carol would love to come speak in your area. Her messages of hope and joy have blessed so many. Contact us today at justjoyministries.com or call toll-free 1-855-569-5433 to arrange an appearance at your next women's group or conference. Now, here's Carol with today's inspiring message. For sure and for certain, when we pray the will of God, we are able to make a difference in earthly situations and circumstances. If we can commit to pray the word of God over our lives, you know what? We just might change the world. You know, we think we're powerful when we're arguing or pontificating or manipulating or controlling, but oh no, those are positions of human weakness. If you want to be a man or a woman of power, you will stay on your knees. Listen, when we pray the word of God, the enemy is put into the corner in a fetal position. When we pray the word of God, all of the heavenly host stands at attention, ready to do the beck and call of God the Father. If you knew how powerful you could be on your knees praying the word of God, you would never get up. I believe that when our prayers come into agreement with the thoughts and the heart of God, that we are given power on earth. We began our study in prayer by by looking at Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. And that's the way we're going to close this series today, is by taking a final lingering look at the principles found in what we call the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said then, pray this way, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. The first thing that Jesus did was he recognized God's position and authority. Jesus, who was God's son on earth, declared, you are my father. You are in heaven. You rule and reign, and I worship you. Listen, if it was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me, and it's good enough for you. So every prayer that we pray should begin by recognizing who God is, the authority that he has, and we should begin all our prayers with worship, with just honoring him, with extolling him, with saying, God, you're good all the time. I love you so much. I love serving you. You're a God of majesty and wonder. You're a God of kindness and compassion. Declare who God is is before you begin your wish list. And then Jesus, the son said, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth 
as it is in heaven. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 10, what Jesus was actually saying was, not my will, but your will, God. Not my ways, but your ways, God. And listen, if Jesus said it, then certainly you and I can say it as well. You know, so often I've said to God the Father, God, I don't want my way. I want your way. God, I don't want my opinions to have the final say. God, I want your heart and your opinion on the matter. And so when we pray, we must always declare, Lord, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And you know, that's exciting because there is no sickness in heaven. So if you're praying for healing, you can say, God, there is no sickness in heaven. So that is your will in heaven. So Lord, would you heal me? Would you heal the person that I love? You know what else? There is no poverty in heaven. And so when we pray, we can pray, Lord, there is no poverty in heaven. So would you provide on earth like you do in heaven. Lord, there is unity in heaven. So Father, would you bring your unity to this situation on earth as it is in heaven? And then Jesus said in Matthew 6, 11, give us this day our daily bread. Did you know that God the Father cares about providing for his children? And you know what? He wants you to ask him for his provision. Now, let me tell you what daily bread does not imply. Daily bread does not imply mansions or exotic vacations or designer wardrobes. Daily provision asks for enough for this day. God, give me enough for this day. Give me food. Give me money to pay the utilities. And then, you know what? If you want that other stuff, if you want the mansions and exotic vacations and designer wardrobes, you might have to work for it. You might have to use a little bit of elbow grease. You might have to be a giver and a tither and see what God is able to give back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. But I can guarantee you this. God wants you to come to him for your daily sustenance. God wants you to come to Jehovah Jireh, your provider, and ask him to provide for your daily needs. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Forgiveness is a big part of one's prayer life. We we go to God for forgiveness in prayer, don't we? We say, God, I blew it again. God, forgive me for that thought. God, forgive me for those words. God, forgive me for that expense. God, forgive me for that sin. Forgiveness is a big part of a person's prayer life. And you know what? It's also in prayer that we need to declare our forgiveness for others. God, I forgive my husband for saying that. God, I forgive my children. I forgive my parents. I forgive that second grade teacher. Lord, I forgive my boss. Prayer is the time to do business when it comes to forgiveness. Forgiveness is a big deal to God, especially 
in the arena of prayer. God loves to work with our hard attitudes when we're in a position of prayer. Let, let's skip ahead for a minute because I want to read to you Matthew 6, verses 14 and 15. Now, these verses are not part of the Lord's Prayer, but I want you to understand and to realize what a big deal forgiveness is to the heart and to the throne room of God. Matthew 6, 14 and 15. For if you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your Father will not forgive your transgressions. Ouch! That's an ouch scripture, isn't it? Do you see what it says? That if we forgive others, then we receive the forgiveness of God concerning our sins. But if we don't forgive, God says, you need to go back and forgive. If you want forgiveness from me, then you need to forgive the people who have wronged you. My friends, do not go to the throne room of God the Father with unforgiveness in your heart. You must examine your own heart while you're on your knees and see if you have any bitterness toward others. Lord, show me my heart. Show me if there's any residual guile or bitterness or unforgiveness in me. This is a vital part of making sure that for sure and for certain, your prayers are making a difference in the throne room of God. You know, what's interesting I've learned in my study of prayer is that most Jewish prayers and devotions had every component of the Lord's prayer in them. They recognized God's authority. It was a prayer of worship. It was praying for God's will to be done. It was praying for provision. But the one thing that traditional Jewish prayers and devotions left out was this call to forgiveness. And you know, the life of Jesus on planet earth changed everything for us. And it changed the way we deal with offenses. It changed the way we deal with bitterness. And so this call to forgiveness was a new concept to the Hebrew nation. And it was brought to them by Jesus the Messiah. Forgiveness is the cornerstone of our Christian faith. We have been forgiven and we must also forgive. You know, I think about my children when they were little. If they had come to me and said, Mama, I want a new red bike. Could you please give me a new red bike? And I'd say, you know, I'd love to give you a new red bike, but let's talk about the offense. Let's talk about why you're angry with your brother or sister. Let's forgive your brother or sister, and then we'll talk about the new red bike. See, parents understand this. There must be peace among the brethren for God to declare the blessing on a person's life. So my prayer for you this day is that you would forgive others and therefore richly and extravagantly receive the forgiveness of God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 13. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus was saying, 
pray for God to keep you pure, to keep you safe from the attacks of the enemy. You know, Satan is behind every attempt to turn a temptation into an evil because life on planet earth is indeed a spiritual battle. But God, God on the throne, your father has the power to deliver you from evil. And isn't that great news? The enemy does not have the power to deliver you from God's goodness, but God has the power to deliver you from evil because his is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We're so glad you were able to join us today. The Just Joy staff would love to hear from you. Please call us at 1-855-569-5433. That's 1-855-JOY-LIFE. Or simply go online to justjoyministries.com. Learn about unwavering faith that defies your circumstances in her two-book offer, No More Ordinary and Refined for your gift of just $15 plus shipping. And remember, Carol is always available to speak in your area.